Welcome to Real World Enterprise Architecture. My name is Reggie. I make my living as an enterprise architect for a multinational corporation. And on this podcast, I discuss the practical ins and outs of enterprise architecture in the real world. So a few months ago, I received an email from a colleague, a fellow enterprise architect in one of our business areas. He asked me how I might explain the value of enterprise architecture to executives in his business area. Now, this is not the first time that I've been asked this question. I, I get it a lot. I seem to get it every few years. And it always makes me scratch my head because that's not really the way value works. You see, value is perceived. If you have to explain it, well, it doesn't work. It's kind of like a joke. If you have to explain it, it's not funny. You and I perceive value. Nobody explains it to us. Nobody tells us why it's so. Let's take a car, for example. What's the value of a pickup truck? What's the value of a hybrid sedan? Well, if I'm, I'm hauling hay, the value of a pickup truck is pretty high. The value of a sedan is not very high. On the other hand, if I'm commuting around a city, uh, a truck can be a pain and a hybrid sedan might be just, just right. So the, the value of that, that hybrid sedan might be high or low. The value of the truck might be high or low, depending on my needs. Or a subscription to an online service, for example. Um, depending on what I need, that, that might be very valuable. Or it might be a waste of money. So value really is perceived. But that's not to say that it shouldn't be understood by the people delivering it. And now I'm talking to you, the enterprise architect. Your stakeholders, the people who pay you, the people you work for, the people who use the products and services you provide as an enterprise architect, these folks cannot perceive the value if it's not there. And you cannot deliver that value if you don't understand it. And I mean understand it well. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about the value you provide as an enterprise architect, the fundamental value of enterprise architecture. There are really three cornerstones to enterprise architecture value, the things that enterprise architecture provides. Cornerstone one, enterprise architecture aligns. That's really the essential purpose for enterprise architecture, to align the business of the organization with the technology that supports it. Now, the business of that organization, it might be commercial, might be to make money, might be to make a profit. It might be a nonprofit organization to deliver a service, not at a profit. It might be a governmental organization to serve the people of the, of the nation that it, that it governs. So the business of that organization is, is whatever that organization is intended to do, whatever that enterprise is intended to do. So when I talk about the business of the organization, that's what I'm talking about. So the essential purpose of enterprise architecture is to align the business of the organization, or the enterprise, with the technology that supports it. Now, a key part of that alignment includes business processes. Most, most enterprises have hundreds, maybe a small enterprise has a few dozen, but most, most enterprises have hundreds of business processes. A, a large corporation may have thousands of business processes, and all those business processes uh, have to be aligned with the technology that supports the execution of those business processes. So another important element is data alignment. You know, in the last decade or so, we've seen a, a, a veritable explosion of data in the enterprise. We've seen the acceleration of 
data science and data analytics and data analysis tools and you know data has become central to what we do um, but that that data has to be aligned with the technology and the business processes uh, that relate to that data right all right cornerstone number two enterprise architecture guides one of the most important ways an enterprise architecture aligns is by guiding so enterprise architecture guides it guides decisions, solutions, and implementations. It does this through a series of constraints, guardrails, standards. These are interchangeable terms in the loosest sense. Now, an enterprise might have a specific definition of a constraint or guardrail or a standard. Um, other enterprises might have a much looser definition. These are all ways in which an enterprise guides, and that guidance should ultimately result in alignment. Reference architectures are an important way that enterprise architecture guides. Now, a reference architecture really isn't an architecture at all, at least not in the strictest sense. It, it is more of a what I think of as a meta-architecture, a way, uh, an architecture that explains how we're going to architect. So a reference architecture guides specific architecture solutions. So reference architectures are an important way that we guide. Technology roadmaps are another important way. Uh, technology roadmaps are an important aspect of the enterprise architecture. They provide a picture, what I think of as a picture of the current state of technology in the enterprise and a forecast, and in some cases just a glimpse of where this technology or where technology is going. Um, roadmaps are, are really important in establishing that picture, that site picture. Application portfolios are another way enterprise architecture guides. Application portfolios identify applications and how they're used in the enterprise. Um, they also might contain other kinds of information also, as well, versions, how things are deployed, where things are deployed, etc. Why an application is used might be important too. And there might also be time and money aspects to the application portfolio. So an application portfolio is an important way that enterprise architecture guides. Now, all of these things, standards, guardrails, constraints, reference architectures, technology roadmaps, application portfolios, these are all ways in which enterprise architecture guides. Okay, cornerstone number three, enterprise architecture explains. Alignment doesn't happen without guidance, and guidance has to be communicated. It has to be explained. Now, unfortunately, more often than not, we default to architecture modeling. Now, architecture modeling often falls short. First of all, architecture models are not actually very good for communicating with people outside of enterprise architecture. Well, maybe that's a little bit of an understatement. Uh, Architecture models are miserably bad at communicating with people outside of the enterprise architecture modeling community. Secondly, um, architecture models can become a fun sort of distraction for architects, a great way to avoid the messy people part of architecture because enterprise architecture is fundamentally a contact sport, fundamentally a people integration activity. Um, and Architecture modeling is a great distraction for architects to sit in their office, sit in their cubicle, sit at their desk at home and model away and avoid the messy part of real world enterprise architecture. And finally, when it comes to reference architectures, 
they often require nuanced uh, modeling techniques or workarounds, which don't help at all with communications. In fact, make that communication problem that's, um, that's bad worse. Now, look, I'm not saying not to use models. Just use them in moderation. Use them where they're appropriate and, and realize the pitfalls of modeling. So I want to switch gears and talk a little bit about technology roadmaps. Sometimes we over-rely on them. Sometimes we rely on technology roadmaps to carry all the weight. Now, technology roadmaps are pretty good for showing where we are and where we think we're going from a technology perspective, but they don't always do a great job of aligning. Now, don't get me wrong, technology roadmaps are pretty useful. They're pretty useful at communicating that technology site picture. All right, portfolio management tools are another one of these crutches we use. A lot of times we put too much emphasis on them. So portfolio management tools are really good for managing portfolios of applications, but they're only part of the work of an enterprise architect. They're only part of what enterprise architecture, uh, the toolbox of enterprise architecture. Now, depending on who's leading the enterprise architecture team, the entire enterprise architecture might revolve around one of these or the other architecture models, technology roadmaps, portfolio management tools. I, I've seen all three really serve as the linchpin for what the enterprise architecture team or an enterprise architect or an enterprise architecture program, if you will, uh, relies on. Those tools, that, that, that central aspect, the model or the roadmap or the portfolio management tool, can become the end-all be-all for the enterprise architect, the end-all be-all for the enterprise architecture. And that's, uh, and that's unfortunate because it, it's a pretty quick path to failure. The fact is, enterprise architecture requires a very rich set of ways to explain whatever we're trying to explain. And, you know, maybe that's something I'll get into in a future episode. The important thing to remember is that enterprise architecture needs to be explained and explain to a very diverse community. And you have to meet that audience where they are. So let's go back to the point of this whole discussion for a minute. We started this whole discussion with a question about how to explain the value of enterprise architecture. And I, and I said that you can't do that. That value cannot really be explained. It has to be perceived. But the recipient of that value cannot perceive it until we deliver it, and we cannot deliver it if we don't understand it. So in my mind, when somebody asks a question about how to communicate value, it really demonstrates a lack of understanding about what they're delivering. And that's why I spend so much time explaining the value of enterprise architecture. So now I'm feeling a little bit hypocritical here, telling you the value of enterprise architecture cannot be explained, that it has to be understood, and then spending, you know, I don't know how many minutes explaining the value of enterprise architecture. And to make my hypocrisy worse, if it's indeed impossible to explain value, how in the world do you explain why companies spend so much time and money on advertising? I think that's worth digging into a little bit, and maybe, maybe it's a little bit of a diversion, but I think it's worth understanding. So let's talk about that. Advertising really has three primary objectives, to inform, to remind, and to persuade. Informative advertising creates an awareness of brands, of products, services, ideas. It announces new products or services or programs and can even educate people about features and benefits. 
It's not really an explanation of value, but it does point out things that might have perceived value. And I think that's an important way to look at it. Okay, the second kind of advertising, that reminder advertising, is about reminding people about the need for a product or service or features or benefits that we'll provide. I know, for example, the features and benefits of mobile communications, but a particular provider might remind me how important connectivity is and that they have the best nationwide connectivity. And well, if that's important to me, then I might perceive it as valuable, especially if I'm continually frustrated by my ability to connect to service. So that's, that's called reminder advertising. And then the, the, the last kind of advertising is persuasive advertising, which tries to convince customers that a company's service or products are the best. And it works to alter perceptions uh, and um, maybe enhance the image of a company or product. The goal here is to influence consumers to take action, switch brands, try a new product, or maybe to remain loyal to the current brand. So that's, that's how that works. So how do the principles of advertising apply to explaining the value of enterprise architecture? Now, first of all, I stand behind my point that it's impossible to explain the value of enterprise architecture. That the value of enterprise architecture, like the value of anything, must be perceived. But it is possible to inform your stakeholders about the essential purpose for enterprise architecture, to align, to guide, and to explain. It is possible to remind those stakeholders who might already know but seem to have forgotten. It is possible to persuade them that they're better off with these things than without them. And if these things are valuable to your stakeholders, then they will probably perceive them as valuable. That, my friends, is the best you can do. Well, that's it for now, so get out there and have yourself a good day. And remember, people are people and the world is a messy place, so don't be afraid to get a little dirty. Okay.